What up, though? This is 100% organic with Akil Azar. Today's segment, this segment actually is called Pepe Le Pew. Moving ahead with a little brief introduction on myself. Um, as a kid, they used to call me Pepe Le Pew because anybody that knows that cartoon know that Pepe Le Pew was always chasing this female and he never got the time of day. And as a child, that's that's what happened to me. Um, it's a lot of different reasons for that. But the biggest one is that, I mean, after going through therapy and all that, the biggest one understood is that my mom supplies a certain amount of love, like the years she was around. But once she was gone, it was that vacancy and that void. And I always tried to fill it. Now... The problem was is that I always came on too strong. You know what I mean? Like most people would be writing on the writing the notes, uh, do you like me? Yes or no? My notes would be I love you or poems or you know what I mean? It was just a, a deep feeling for love that I wanted. That's kind of I mean not kinda, but that's like one of the reasons why uh love is in my artist's name. If you hear any music that I do, it's always the introduction of one love, young love, deep fresh. And the reason for that is because, like, my heart actually, like, beeps. That, that's my energetic food. Like, believe it or not, I'm the type that when I see the love overpower in any situation, you know what I mean, it, it brings waterfalls. So, yeah, I cry at movies and, and all that. So it was kind of rough on me as a kid with with the relationship thing. Most of the time, like, before I I started getting locked up, because, man, it started young. I think I was about 11 and a half or some shit like that downstairs listening to Freddie Jackson and Luther Vandross just until I cried. And it was like such a big, I just wanted to love somebody and I wanted somebody to love me. And at that time, the neighborhood, you know what I mean, was, was going bad. It was some shit going around. They called check it in, what size shoe you wear. And people, including myself, was getting beat up, jumped on. People was getting shot and died. So it was like it was a, it was a real need for me to, you know what I mean, experience that feeling of love because... I had it before in my life and it was gone. And so I I just was fiending for it. My dad actually came downstairs at one of the episodes like, why are you playing this? You need to go outside. You in here in the dark basement. And you know what I mean? You 11 years old talking about a girlfriend or a wife. So you know what I mean? He turned it off and made me go outside. And I just went and sat on the porch and still had the same feelings and the same. The same feelings and the same emotions. Like, man, on some real, I used to be in love with this girl named Princess. And in my mind's sight, she was really a princess. And I used to just daydream about this chick for hours upon time. And, you know, like, it kind of hindered me a, a lot because 
by the time I really did start dealing with women was like right before I got locked up. I had a little sexual experiences and stuff from 12 to 15, but you know, I had my first kind of real relationship at, at the age of 15. And um, I actually was having a baby coming on the way. So it was a whole different experience, a whole different thing for me. And like with that relationship with my, my oldest son's mother, it was, I mean, for her, I have to say probably was horrible. For me, it was confusion. But I had just got out of jail and I had all these things inside my mind of what I wanted to do or create or be when I got home. And obviously when I got home, you know, life didn't work out the same way. I eventually ended up having to drop out of college and get right back on the block. So it was block days and block rules. So I was like a, a horrible father, baby father, boyfriend. I was just young, dumb, and confused. And it's sad to say that that's how I was programmed. And the guys in the neighborhood early, older than me, programmed me and taught me like step by step basically how I should be dealing with women and it was kind of fucked up so uh, I get at 15 she's pregnant with my son and I get locked up like four months before he's born and I don't get back out until he's five years old like, he literally learned how to walk in the facility that I was in. So, like, she had all those years of anger in her because I left her alone all that time. So it was a lot of stuff that we went through. Um, like, it was gangster. Like, she actually named him after one of her previous boyfriends. So <laughs> it was it was a crazy experience. And... Like, with what I was learning and then what I was going through and then, like, the money that I was pursuing, it kind of shaped who I was becoming. So, you know what I mean? Like, we moved together. We had a lot of different situations. I can't lie. I was very abusive in every sense of the word. And, like, it was just craziness. Like, she would drive home from work and, like, catch me on the same block with other women sitting in my lap. And, you know what I mean, I was dealing with the girl that stayed two houses down. And eventually I got one of the girls that stayed literally like right around the corner. I got her pregnant. And she became my second baby mother. And it's like, the situation with her was, was, was really confusing. And, and crazy. It was kind of like spur of the moment. But she had, she was real, real strong in her spirit and set in her way. So, like, it was, it, it was a very short relationship. I often tried to, you know, keep up and, and, and be a, a good, a good father and still have things to do with my kid, but my daughter. However, um, I could say immaturity and, and pride made me miss 
a whole bunch of her life on I could say on kind of like on both ends it just made me miss a whole bunch that I can't go back and replace but yeah my daughter turned out to be a beautiful young lady and I don't really can't really take too much of credit for that but it was just part of my crazy life dealing with uh these women Now, leading to my third baby mother. Um, like, honestly, all, all of my situations with, with women, they haven't even been consecutive. They've been, like, concurrent. Like, one to start before the other one actually ends. I can't say I'm proud of that, but it was, like, something that I was searching for as a zombie that I was programmed to search for. So, like I say, I can't take too much to, uh, I can't really dodge that bullet, but it, that's what it was. Now, leading up to my third baby mother, by this time, I, I, I still was a, a dog, a, a thug, a, a no good nigga, whatever you want to call it, but she has something in her that was making me check myself. It was actually making me better. At that point in time, she was a very warm and a very warm and sincere person. And it was the sincerity in what she had, it kind of, you know what I mean? It, it, it won me over. We went through a lot of stuff in the beginning, you know what I mean? She, it wasn't like the natural courtship, but she did get pregnant, and the sincerity that she had, like, won me over. And it was a point in time when, like, we was, I was telling her I wasn't about to be there for a baby, have an abortion, and, like, she really said some things to me that, that made me just look at her at a new light. And from that moment on, like, it was, she was my responsibility. I really, like, they were my responsibility. They were my responsibility regardless, but I accepted it. And I, and I took it serious. And, um, because, like, my daughter, when she was born, she was handicapped. And that was, that was real devastating for both of us. I'll get um into like my daughter uh uh stage of being a preemie in, in a different episode. I wanna keep it flowing right now. So like needless to say that was hard on us and we went through a lot of things and in my mind we developed a bond that would never, never, ever, ever shed. Never ever break. So I don't know whether she know this or not, but every single day I was trying to make myself better for her and my children, which is because, you know, as time move on, I, I ended up having four kids with this one lady. And it was, it was, it was a beautiful growing experience to a certain point. 
But honestly, to say I know the exact cause of the breakdown in the situation is that, like I said, when I met her, she was so honest and sincere and a good uh, material for a wife. However, I was the same dog-ass hoe that was spent most of his years incarcerated thinking of, you know what I mean, just a, a superficial money situation. And days and experience, days in life with her and just seeing, like, after being around so much corrupt shit and just seeing where she was at with hers, it really, really changed, you know what I mean, the day-to-day. So I kind of like started going back to the Bible, man. I started back reading. I started back trying to be a good person. And it was ups and downs. But I was the asshole that I was before, like, I I woke up. I woke into consciousness, I like to say, before I took that red pill. She never was able to come come to terms and forgive me for that. So, like, the new person that I became... It was literally, she was like her turn. So, honestly, I have to say I was an asshole for like at least 11 years with the the cheating and the grabbing and the irresponsibility. But one day, you know what I mean, she, she was like, if you love me, you won't do this no more. And from that moment on, I made it in my mind that I wouldn't do like the physical stuff, and I didn't, but it was... It was like something that I needed, that I knew it was gonna take time for her to develop. So me being in my selfishness, instead of being patient, I went and I I fulfilled my needs and I went in and tried to fill the gaps of her with other women and other situations. And that's a story inside itself. So with me self-medicating on the streets, the, it took a toll on the relationship and it, it went the other way then, but she still tried and I still tried. But it, it got to a point of where the stress was so much to where like her body was breaking down. She literally had uh, Bell's palsy, which is like the first degrees of a stroke. And that moment... And that day, in that time, the old me had died. <sighs> I guess it was a little bit too late. So, let's say after maybe 10 years of me being that dog, that asshole, <clears throat> I spent another four years after that trying to make it up. And it it was to no avail. And then, you know, at a certain point in time, she'll go out there and she'll see that things weren't exactly the same. And, you know, we would try to try again, but she just could never let go of the past. She could never really see the new me who I become because it was that she, she still had that, that pain from the past. So, like that separated us and it, it, it broke apart our family and like the thing that hurt me the most about that is the kids because like that pat that, that that point of consciousness 
when I started first getting it, she she really was following. Well, before she started following, she thought I was crazy. She would call my family and try to, you know, get me admitted on some real shit. Because she couldn't believe the difference that she seen in me. But when she finally accepted it and realized that I showed her that she meant that much to me that I changed, it was kind of like she started doing the money dance, rubbing her hands together like, nigga, you about to get it. And for five years straight, she let me have it. I kind of felt like I deserved it. So that's why I took it for so long. But it got to a point of where I realized, okay, I may deserve it and I may be reaping some karma. But at the same time, She's nowhere near forgiving me for the things that I've done in the past. So it's only going to get worse. And it was kind of the point of where, like, I shut down completely. Because basically of the pain, I knew that I literally changed my life and put it in her hands. What she had waited all that time for. And then once she got it, it was like to no avail and honestly I had other situations that you know in my self medication that actually became serious and that actually were rewarding to me if I was coming from a selfish point of view so long story short I ended up ending all those relationships which were good women that actually loved me and put forth they all but it was I was too my problem is that I, I, I be too loyal and and it's very very hard for me to hold a grudge especially if I feel like you sincere so it's like I let that loyalty it, I was just so loyal to her and the idea of making up for past and, and really having that family that both of us wanted that I was really blind to the situation of what what was going on. And it's kind of at that point to this day, like, in my effort of consciousness and growth, I know that, like, these are phantoms that's really trying to hold me back. And I know that forgiving, uh, unforgiveness will lead to sickness and all type of things. But goddamn, it's like, Man, that feeling of being duped is 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 so it's so strong in me, especially when I know ten years ago I could be at the point where she at where she was at, but I never let myself get to that. I always stay by her and them kids. So it's it's been a long road, and it's been been really hard. So we just steady growing. And that's one of the reasons why this channel, well, this podcast was born. Because I have other venues, other outlets. I have YouTube, I have, I have a Reverb Nation page, as well as my own personal website. But I want to use this site right here as just as regular talk, regular situations. And you can use this site to judge and see about my other sites, about the information that I be dropping and what I bring to the table for us to change as a whole, 
as a nation. I'm Akil Lazar, and you've been listening to 100% Organic. Peace.